right, hour number two on a Friday afternoon, baby. Labor Day weekend, 1st of September, year of our Lord, 2023. The Commanders announced a sellout for next Sunday against the Arizona Cardinals. Now listen, congratulations. We know there's going to be about negative eight Cardinals fans there. So this is, I mean, this is, and Jason Wright alluded to this the other day. uh, This is as close to a true home crowd atmosphere as you're ever going to get at FedEx Field. I mean, again, the Cardinals are awful. And they have probably about negative eight fans that are, you know, coming to this game. So this is, but we should also point out, should also point out, there's like roughly 65,000 fans. I mean, which, which is not nothing, but I mean, it's not like an old school sellout where we're talking about 82, 85, 91, you know, that type of thing. We should, we should just keep that in mind. Right? I think we all know that, but just just so we know. What I'm going to be really interested in, I've said this time and time again over the last couple of years, the lower bowl, especially on the commander's side and mostly behind the end zones, is almost always hopping. And it's loud and it's energetic, and it's supportive. It's almost always popping. But what you never see, quite honestly, or what you haven't seen for a long time now, is that club level, and certainly more importantly, or I guess just as importantly, not maybe to them, because they got to share that revenue, the upper deck, the upper levels, how loud that's going to make it. How proud that's going to be. I mean, have we seen that? Quite honestly, since what? The Green Bay playoff game? And even that. There were so many Packer fans there. So you can't even really say that. What is it going to be like to have a true home field advantage? I guess we start to find out. And it might be, quite honestly, one of the only games that we do truly get to find out. Because, again, it's a perfect mix of the opponent sucks, the opponent is from 3,000 miles away, and it's the first game of the Josh Harris era. And it's the season opener. Everyone is going to be in a lather. Like, here's one thing that I would suggest if you have tickets for next Sunday. You should get there literally, like, I mean, you should make sure your ass is in that parking lot before 10 o'clock or as soon as they gates open, because if you are, well, you know, like, I, I'll get there at 1230. No, 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 no. That's going to be a bad decision for you. Because, again, this is, and 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 we, we, kind of figured this when they announced standing room only the other day. And I don't know how that plays into the term sold out. But again, 
This is notable, right? A week before the oh, – nine days before the home opener, before the season opener, they're announcing a sellout. Again, it's only 65-ish thousand seats. I got it. I'll be curious to see how many of the club seats – or the uh, the sweet the, the you know the sweets are filled up. I'll be curious to see that. Then yesterday they announced all of the improvements that we've been hearing about. You know, sound system, this that dollar or uh, you know discounted beers. Listen, this new ownership group is doing not whatever they can. They're not laying down and just saying, here, you know, everything's for free. But they are doing whatever they can to reverse the horror show of the last 24 years. They are doing whatever, you know, whatever is reasonable and feasible. I mean, I guess they they could always do more. But it is a business, and they spent a boatload of money. So I understand. You know, they can't just... Give, you know, everything for free. And and maybe they're going to do something that they're not going to announce. You know, it, it, like may, maybe they got something else up their sleeve. I don't know that. I'm just wondering, you know. But good for them. I'm glad. And good for the players. Because they might, you know, they probably shouldn't need it. But they might need it, especially if things aren't going super well in the third quarter against a team that they're expected to handle, uh, you know, soundly beat. 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Back to the phones. We were talking about Biennemi, Ron, the agent survey. Who's the more polarizing of the two, Biennemi or Ron? Is Biennemi a polarizing figure or one of the top polarizing figures in the NFL. Will Ron be jealous if they start off three and two, four and one, and the offense is humming as one agent asked Uh, again, these are not me asking these questions. These are agents and I am talking about them coming up. We'll hear from Joe Theismann and we'll hear from you before we get to Jonathan. We say hello to our pal, Mark and Largo. What up, Mark? How are you? Hey buddy. How you doing? What's shaking? Look, I'm going to leave the Biennemi quote for a second. Um, it's clearly the Ron. Ron is most polarizing. Um, I think Ron is – and I, I don't know if Ron does this purposely just to piss you guys off. He probably does because he knows how you guys always take debate on every damn thing he says. I, I would. I mean, it's kind of like – I mean, think about it. He's kind of like Donald Trump to the media. I mean, and, and um, Ron Rivera is, is to the to – the, to the, fan, to the football media, what Donald Trump is to the regular media. And y'all fall for it every time. Y'all fall for it every time. He said this. He said that. It's national news when he said, y'all fall for it. The man is 61 years old, okay? He's been coaching before social media was relevant, okay? So, yeah, he may be a little long in the tooth in dealing with certain situations. That, that's it. Oh, by the way, Chris, happy belated birthday. How does it feel to be 50 now? I'm not 50. Wait a second. No, Whatever. September 19th. Whatever. Whatever. I, oh, I mean, what? I, I mean, I'm, I, I practice in facts. I appreciate it, but I okay. practice facts. Okay. 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 Now, now to be enemy. Thank you. Um, look, let me say this. Um, I don't think Eric. Look, I think a lot of people have their opinions from former players, and I get that, and I understand that. I don't think it's fair. People said the same thing about Jim Caldwell. And all Jim Caldwell did was win Super Bowls 
and take a team to the Super Bowl as a head coach. And he gave Detroit four years of the best years that Detroit had since Wayne Fonts. I'm not going to go in the road that I think a lot of people want to go into. I'm not going to do that. But, Chris, you and I are adults here, man. I mean, I, I, let's just shut up and watch and see what happens when it comes to him. Ron is proof in the pudding. We see that. But as far as Eric Bieniemy, if people don't want to come here and they start winning, because I think that's probably what's, what's going to wind up happening, we could see a change of where he's going to make this team win. And I think if they go 12-5 and five or 11-6, and six, Ron will either go upstairs or he'll just retire, and Eric will run the show. So, I mean, look, people are going to say whatever they're going to say. All right? Agents are going to say whatever they want to say. And that's fine, well, and good. But I, I'm not going to – it's just like with Ron. I'm not going to take that apple. I'm not going to take that apple and try to bite it. Just like y'all do all the time, every time Ron says something, Ron said this, Ron said that, we're going to – well, we should make it a national, national emergency, what Ron said. Ron just plays y'all, and, and y'all just fall for it every time. Y'all really do. Y'all really do. Y'all, y'all, y'all should just take a step back. Take a step back and just say, and ask Ron off the record. Were you BSing us or what? Oh, most of the time I am BSing y'all. I, I, Come I mean, on, man. So, so you think I take Ron too seriously? I, mean, I think seventy-five percent of the media does. Yes, I do. Okay. I, I mean, I, I mean, you. listen. I, 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 I will does, say this: I, think... I get an I get annoyed with what Ron says because well, it it, this, it creates firestorms that 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 just are natural, right? Um, and I do have a problem sometimes with his messaging because, again, as I mentioned yesterday, Mark, and you know this, like words are very powerful nowadays, right? The way yes, we, we the way we impart, yes, right, the way we impart messages is much more important Absolutely. nowadays than it used to be. Oh, and I, yeah. And I, I yeah, and I think it's Absolutely. a I think it's a bad look at times for Ron and a bad look at times for the organization when it he is. when he it can is. control what he says about injuries, but he can't control what he says about anything else. See, to me, to me, the biggest injury to me for me is Terry McLaurin because there's no replacement for Terry McLaurin, and I'm still to this day, it's Friday. We still don't know whether he's going to play or not. I understand everybody's upset about Chase, but Chase, we had a top five defense without Chase last year. Okay. Terry McLaurin is a totally different story. Totally different story. And I would like to know what status is he, will he play or what? Chase, I get it. I get it. But I just want to find out about Terry. And uh, I, I, I You're not going to find out anything about Terry until at least, at least Tuesday. At least Tuesday. Ron's scheduled really? to speak on uh, Tuesday at 3 o'clock. He's going to dodge dodge information saying you'll have to wait for the injury report yeah. on Wednesday. The question is is whether somebody <clears throat> somebody will leak the information well, about Terry beforehand. What is, what is your sources telling you about Terry? Uh, I haven't talked to enough people specifically about Terry to feel confident in saying anything. I know what Logan Paulson said uh, earlier this morning, and that is he felt he would play, A, because okay. they backed off of him, B, because Terry's really uh, you know, tough, whereas nobody seems, to have the com- yeah. nobody seems to have the confidence in Chase 
and people I, I, I would agree. People have and the I confidence in Terry. I, I, I agree. Yeah. So Terry, yeah, Terry has a very high tolerance for pain. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I love Chase, but Chase does seem like he's made out of made out of brittle. So well, I, I you know, and, that, and I don't, so. I don't look. I don't want to call a man made out of brittle, but I will say this: he's he's oft injured. Which we said yesterday, he's oft injured. Yeah. I don't know if he's injury prone, but he's oft injured. And the biggest problem right now is whether it's his choice or not. And I do believe a large part of it is his choice. Chase right. is not one of these guys that is going to play at eighty percent or eighty-five percent. You know, everything's got to be seventy-five and sunny yeah. for him. You know, so um, the problem with that is. You know, I, I just hope if he does leave, God help us. I hope he doesn't go to Dallas. God, because I know they got their eyes on him. I know they got their eyes on him. I just, God, I just hope he does not yeah. go to Dallas. Yeah, because that's we'll the best see. way to stick it to him. Yeah, uh, sure. We'll or, 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 or right. I mean, I, I think he grew. I, I seem to remember, and I appreciate it, Mark. I seem to remember somebody said I never asked him this. I don't know if it's ever been reported or or known. I, I could have swore I heard that he grew up an Eagles fan. You know, living in, in and growing up in PG County. I, I Again, I heard that. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if anybody's ever asked him that. Uh, I certainly have not. And I don't care. But if he did, what if Chase goes to the Eagles a year from now when Fletcher Cox probably isn't there, Derek Barnett's traded, you know, uh, and what if he d- develops into and stays healthy and develops into what they thought? You know, then that that's going to be a bad, 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 bad look. Bad for Ron Rivera. 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Again, we'll hear from Joe Theismann coming up uh, probably just past the bottom of the hour. We'll get to Jonathan. We'll get to Dr. Sabah. We'll get to you on the Ace Law listener line. Zinarek, Ace Law helps you get a check. Call 8888-ACE-LAW, 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. If you want to yell at me like a lot of you irresponsible knuckleheads have been, it's at WrestleMania 621. At WrestleMania 621. Matt is at Mr. Underscore Me 93. Be nice to him. He doesn't deserve it. I don't deserve it, but at least, at least I'm the guy that's not willing to back down from you. And I'm willing to go toe to toe for it uh, with you for what I believe in and what I know, what I know is right. What I know is right. We'll explain more coming up later on this hour on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. All right, so Matt just came in here during the break and confused the ever-living snot out of me. I wanted to say something else, but I can't say that word on the radio. So I'll use snot. Probably starts with the same letter, but you get my point. Same amount of word uh, letters. Ends with the same letter, too. Yeah, there you go. So I mentioned yes, uh, last segment that, that uh, what, Josh Harris spent a boatload of money Right yeah. on the commanders to buy them, so he can't give away everything for free. Uh, you know they're trying to do little things. They're trying to do obviously improvements, painting, scoreboard, uh, sound system. You know discounted beers, what have you. But they're not giving away everything for free. But I said, you know, they spent a boatload of money, over six billion dollars uh, on the team. Now, how much of that they've already had? To, uh, who knows? Who cares? I don't care. They own the team. Either way, I said boatload, and you got to thinking in your 
interesting, let's call it. Yeah, my brain interesting, doesn't work great sometimes. Interesting, weird mind it works sometimes. Great, but it doesn't work yeah. uh, like most people's. Right. And I was That's thinking, okay, neither does mine sometimes, and I'm regularly reminded of it. Well, you said boatload, and yeah. in my brain, the only thing that like you would need a boatload of that would cost that much would be something like gold or anything like that. So then I thought, well, how much exactly does... billion worth of gold. How much does that weigh? And it turns out that it weighs about 213,800 pounds. And so I was like, well, that's a lot of money. I don't know if you're going to be able to carry all of that in one boatload. So how much does a, how much does a car weigh? Turns out a 2017 sedan weighs just under 3000 pounds which is about 71 golden sedans worth of money. Or you can go with a 50-foot super yacht, which weighs about 50,000 pounds. So that's the equivalent of having four golden boats. So he can have four Lady S's, completely golden. Yeah, but Lady S is much bigger than... A 50-foot super yacht? Yeah, I mean, it's... I I mean, it's... I, I, I forgot the dimensions of Lady S, but I think Lady S was... At least a hundred. Well, but what I'm saying is for a 50 foot golden super yacht, that he has enough for four of them. So he could have. So he could stack them together? He could theoretically make a 200 foot long super yacht completely Mm. out of gold. I don't know how well that would float, but he could do it. Probably not good. Probably not well. I I would not suggest doing it. But, uh,. Yeah, I, I just I saw that metric, and given that we have a history of boats with the previous owner who just got that money, I uh, wanted to see actually how much that would weigh. This is um, this is a Matthew tangent. This is not Chris yeah, tangents. Was, usually, was, we end up going and talking about food for the next twenty minutes. <laughs> My tangents, we end up looking at numbers. You want to talk about food? Oh, of course. <laughs> Especially given to anyone who didn't already know, it's restaurant week this week, this you weekend. So, yeah, if you that. don't have a reservation or you just need to get out of the house for a little bit to get some good food. Yeah, I don't need to get out of the house. I need to stay in my I've been traveling so much that I just literally want to kick my legs up and watch college football and baseball all weekend. Sounds like, a, sounds like a good weekend. And, and eat terribly. I don't even need to go out to eat terribly. I just, I, you know. Bought a bunch of frozen food and whatever for Tyler when he was here, uh, you know, and didn't go through a lot of it. So, I'll, you know, and just just do that in the air fryer. I will say I'm very excited. This Sunday I'm going to the Maryland Ren Fair. boy. I have never been to the Ren Fair. Hmm. I think if I know you, you're going to fit in really well. I'm going to enjoy the heck out you're of it. You're going to fit in really well the, at the, the best Fair. part is the people I'm going with have been a lot. Are so, they are, are they like big dress up in costumes type people? No. Because I think that's what you do at a Ren Fair. Well, right? that's what you do, but they're more the I like all of the fried food on a stick. Oh. And I like okay. the mead. And my friends are the type that will go and they'll go to all the shows and they'll enjoy it. But they'll also have seven meads or the over the course of the fair. Seven so, seven what? Mead. What is a mead? Mead is honey wine. I've never heard of either of those terms. Honey. What is what is honey or wine? wine? Honey and wine combined. Yes. Like you put honey into the wine. Yes. Like white wine or red wine. Neither. It's mead. 
It's huh? <laughs> we gotta get to calls. Maybe one of these callers knows a little bit more. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for that one. Okay, I have no idea what Honeywell. I'm gonna have to look this up. All right, let's get to Jonathan. Sorry about the wait, Jonathan. While we talk about really weird stuff, but sometimes that happens. How are you? I'm great yourself. Hey, and I, I have no clue what honey wine is. Yeah, right? Um, I mean, have you? I I haven't even heard the term. Yeah, me either. I've never heard of, heard of that. Um, but with Ron Rivera, um, I think everyone just needs to really calm down. When he first took over the franchise, we were in disarray. Uh, Cap was out of control, um, didn't have a lot of talent or very little talent here. Um, basically, he's changing the culture. And, and when he took over the team, he said it would take about four years to change the culture. And that's what he stuck to. And we, are, I believe we're at that four-year mark now. And when you look internally from the top down, everything has changed. And to come in and turn a franchise around and to be patient and to constantly build. I heard him say something recently that the football didn't touch the uh, ground in practice. That's one of the things that we wanted to get to. That's like on the Patriot level. I'm not saying we're going to win a championship or anything like that, but that's something that needs to be changed. And there's a different mentality here. Um, I'm, I'm excited about the new owner. And as far as those agents, um, when you have anonymous People talking, I would say attach a name to it. You believe that strongly in it. But I think Ron is at a point to where as though he's a facilitator of the coaches that he has, meaning like he's on the level of, the, of Bill Belichick. He'll step in and make the final decision. However, this is why I hire these coordinators, do their job to run their, uh, their, their, their rooms. And if I need to step in, hey, I'll step in and make the final decision if I'm needed. But his goal is to get these coaches to be head coaches one day. And we have a hell of a team, a lot of talent. I'm truly excited, and I'm more excited about the culture change. But now the fans need to change our culture of how we look at things and stop hitting the panic, bu- panic button so early. Um, but I'm truly excited. Ron Verve was the right man from the job from the get-go. Stick with him. I think he's done a phenomenal job, especially in the midst of chaos. You know, Jonathan, we don't get enough calls like what you just made. And it's refreshing, yes, quite honestly. Uh, not only did you present it really well, but you you know you you talk about something that I think impatient sports fans and media and fans uh, often yeah. forget about. We judge based on what we know has already happened, not on what could you know what what could be right on the verge of happening, right? And yeah. and what yeah. I mean by that is three years. We you know the results have been mediocre. But the organization has changed for the better in a lot of ways, both yep. on the field and off the field, right? And if Ron got fired today, which he won't, the roster is in much better shape. Yeah, it, well, but it's in yep. much better shape than what he inherited. There is no doubt about that. Yep. And the organization yep. and the culture and the commitment to winning and the commitment to doing things right, while not perfect, is better. Correct. So maybe we should yep. – and, and this is why I always say – and now I can just control me. I criticize Ron. I don't think he's a special head coach. I don't think he's a special GM. But I do think he's a good person. And I do think that yes, players yes. play really hard for him. And there has been no indication of ever, of ever, yes. them giving up. So I would yes. say that, he, you know, it just kind of depends on what you're judging and what you value, too. And unfortunately, not enough yes, people value what you're saying. Yes, and I'm going to say this. He's a special leader, right, and a right leader for his job. 
And then also, I'm point out something that's very that people may overlook, but the defense under Jack Del Rio and under Ron Rivera, right? And since they've taken over, the halftime adjustments in probably every game has been phenomenal. Phenomenal. And that's something that we always talk about with the culture of, you know, of course with Gibbs, you know, Joe Gibbs, offense, that defense, like they're a totally different team at halftime. And here, our special teams, two out of the three phases have been very consistent. Defense and special teams. Now it's time for offense to take it to a consistent level. And you do that, you win again. You win all three phases of the game. I mean, trust me, you're talking about something special. But, again, look at where we are versus where we used to be. And I really think that, you know, people just need to we, – we all need to kind of just relax. Don't worry about a quick fix. Think of where we came from. And those quick fixes put us in the mess that we're in today, you know, that has now finally been, you know, cleaned up and turned around. But the culture definitely has changed. Uh, but now I said, as fans, you know, we got to change our culture, get back to expectations and not worry about the small things. Remember where we came from by building off that because, again, the team has changed. That's time for the fans, you know, to take things to a whole other level to where as though people hate coming in here and they're not trying to buy tickets and it looks like a away game when we're home. So that's it. You now I spoke my piece. I'm a diehard Redskins fan, male commander fan. A whole entire life. So uh, keep up the great work, and thank you for having me. I got you. Great call. I appreciate it. Wanted to give him some extra time. Well done. Uh, We'll start after the trending alert with Dr. Sabal. Then we'll get to Rob, Chris, and Pete. Also on top of that, I promise we'll speed it up on the phone. Still got to hear from Joe Theismann and the reaction to that. But first, let's get a quick trending alert. All right, tomorrow afternoon in Nashville, Tennessee, against the number 12-ranked Tennessee Volunteers will mark the return of the Virginia Cavaliers to the football field after their last couple of games were canceled because of the tragedy uh, on campus in Charlottesville in which three Cavaliers football players uh, were shot and killed by a former student late last year. Again, their first game, noon Eastern time tomorrow at Tennessee or at Nashville against Tennessee. Meanwhile, Howard playing tonight against Eastern Michigan. Uh, that tip off, uh, that kickoff, rather at six thirty. We told you about Maryland and Towson pregame coverage for you tomorrow afternoon, right here on the Team Nine Eighty at two thirty. The ACC has added Stanford, Cal, and SMU. Of course, right? I mean. That's what we do. It doesn't matter where you're located. It's just to add teams just to add teams because, well, it adds money uh, to the pool. Meanwhile, the Nationals look to break a two-game losing streak tonight, and they've pretty much gotten manhandled the last two days. Uh, they take on the Miami Marlins, 705 Jake Irvin uh, on the bump. And how about this? A week one deadline in place by Mike Evans of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a new contract for the four-time uh, Pro Bowl wide receiver and, of course, longtime team uh, captain. If not, he's going into the final year of his deal and certainly could be playing his final year. The Buccaneers open up the regular season against Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings, and that's what's trending.
All right, right back with you on the Team 980, 236. We'll get right back to the calls. I am desperately trying to recruit one SK, Sean Kynard, who is uh, hanging out with his dear old dad today, who happens to be our boss. I mean, we were asking him, we were peppering him with questions. He thinks the commanders are going to stay medium this year, Jim Zorn style. He thinks the offense is going to be better than the defense. And then I said, man, we need your analysis. We need you to come in and do the final hour and a half of the radio show. And he almost pulled his dad's shoulder out of the socket, trying desperately to avoid coming on and doing any radio with us. I mean, he wants to make he wants to make sure that his first radio hit isn't something that might prevent him from getting back on the radio, you know? I yeah. can respect that. I, I can, mean, we're... We're not bad, no, but um, we we can uh, we can come off a little hot I mean, and strong sometimes. I mean, it's not like he's going to curse. That is it's true. It's not like he's going to say anything crazy. You know, I just wanted him to come and mix it up with, uh, you know, Dr. Sabah. I wanted him to talk about Taylor Heineke and why uh, Jacoby Brissett is better. <laughs> what do you think about that, Doc? Really, Chris? Hold on. I was in. Who, 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 who was going to come and, and say that Bissett's better than Heineke? CK's son, Sean. SK. Oh, okay. I was wondering. I was like, okay, I don't know who that person was. Oh, sorry. I thought I was mis- misheard you. And how do you have me follow the, the, the nice, uh, respectable, and polite caller? Well, and here I, I am, the hysterical woman. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, that's I why mean, we that's why I we love you because you be, because you're not afraid to mix it up. You're like a you, you know you're you're like a female version of Linnell Willingham. You're you're not oh, afraid. No. <laughs> I made better points than him. No offense, Linnell, but he says stuff that makes zero sense. <laughs> I have facts behind me. <laughs> I'm basically a later version of Albert Einstein. There you go. There you go. That's how I see my. Oh man! Hey, so all right. So speaking of Taylor Hadaki, I was teasing Kevin on his podcast. Uh, who's that guy that does all the betting? And um, he's on that new college football show now. Oh, Denton Day. No, no, no. The the guy he had his own podcast, and then his partner went to work for Fox, and he went to work for ESPN. Oh. And he is now going to be on the College Game Day. Oh. Uh. uh Stanford Steve. Oh, That's Stanford it. Steve. Okay, Stanford gotcha. Steve, and he made a comment out of the blue, like, you know, when you let good players go that they're, they're, they're you know, that have skill, uh, people, uh, you know, they, they sign them, just like what happened with Taylor Heineke. We let him go, and Atlanta got him because there's a need for players like that. That, you know, you can't game plan against, and they get out of tough situations, and they make plays, and, of course, Kevin Silas didn't say a word. Anyway, I thought it was funny. I mean, I mean, listen, you know, yeah, no, nobody's saying that you're the only one, but here, here's what we are. I mean, to be fair, right? Yeah. I mean, Taylor Heineke chose to leave here because he was never going to get in his mind, the fair opportunity that he was looking for. But he, I mean, he went, I mean, he went to the, he went to the Falcons and he didn't get a fair opportunity there either. Right. Oh, oh, yes, he is. He's not going to be the starter. Next week, uh, he will give. give I mean, eventually, maybe. But I mean, well, they got to make it look good. I mean, it's, they had a it's third not, round pick. I think. I, I know, but but I mean, it's not like he went and immediately found a starting job anywhere else. No, you know no, what I'm he saying? clearly doesn't meet some kind of um, sort of measurables. We well, got that, but he's a gamer. 
Yeah, we got that, Doc, but, but, but what, I mean, it's not because he measures 5'10". I mean, that that's not, or 5'11", or whatever. I mean, that that's not the only, that's not the only reason why he's not getting a starting job, is the point. I mean, you ha- you hold him in a different value and a different regard than I do, than Kevin does, uh, then, quite honestly, the rest of the NFL does. So I that's just okay. I that he has a better record than Ron Rivera. He literally has a better again, record on this pathetic y- team. You value... He's a 500 you, quarterback on this god-awful team. Again, you value... And Ron Rivera isn't. That's fine. You so, value what value you value. Him. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. So we disagree. Here's the thing about the enemy. Okay. okay. But, uh, first of all, I love the fact that Seisman came on, name real quickly, and talked about, you know, we're all going to change the name. After, you know, uh, Jason, you know, period, whatever. Um, I, I want Redskins, and I'm never going to let anyone tell me that it's a slur and believe it. So just because people say it doesn't mean it's true. Everybody has interpretations. I know what the word came from, from Native Americans I've heard from. People want to hear from Native Americans they hear from, fine. But don't act like that there's not um, a discussion that we can have. And it isn't anywhere close to the N-word. So I just want to make sure to get that clear. And just because you tell me that it is, isn't going to make me stop using the word because I know it's not that word. Because I know when I say Redskins, I mean proudness. And if I would dare to say the other word, I would feel disgusting. So let's get that out of the way. And I love the fact that Joe Theismann said that we are going to change the name because if we can't get Redskins, I'll take anything that brings back our identity. That's all I want, Chris. Skins, hogs, natives, um, pigskin, something that is what we are. I just don't want to be called, you know, Tom, Dick, and Harry. That's not our name. That's all I'm saying on that front. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's the second. I think that's the second Tom, Dick, and Harry reference that this okay. sh- that we've made. I made it earlier this week, and oh, okay. you just made okay, it now. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's funny. It made me laugh. Yeah. It made me laugh. Good, right. good, good, good to hear from you as always, Doctor Spa. Okay. One thing wait, I wait, I know you I know you think I get annoyed, but one thing I always appreciate about you okay. is you stand on mm-hmm. your convictions. Well, thank you. How about the enemy? Can I mention him? Quickly? Yeah, real quick. Okay, so the enemy, I said this from the beginning, I think I called in the national CBS guy. He has zero to lose. You are right on this one. He came to a place when, when no one else wanted him and no one else wanted us. Perfect. And now he will, if he succeeds, it'll be all his doing because he'll be doing it with a fifth-round quarterback and a coach that couldn't do it before the enemy showed up and in a franchise that was horrible. If he fails, it'll be, well, you're working with a fifth-round quarterback. You're working with a coach who doesn't have a winning record. You're working with a franchise that's horrible and now is ready to change with new ownership. He is a win-win situation. He will get all the credit and zero blame. So I agree with you on that. Yep, Thanks, Dr. Absolutely. Thank you, Sabah. Appreciate it. Dr. Sabah with us. Let's go to uh, Rob in D.C. Uh, right here on the Team 980. Rob, thanks for hanging in there. How are you? Mike, how you good, man? That's the ball. I always love it. I mean, she's all she's she's yeah. always interesting, man. She always has something interesting <laughs> to say. Man, Taylor Heineke got me. All right, but uh, man, I, we, I, I, I agree with a lot of everybody saying and stuff like that. So I feel better today than even last year. You know, um, one thing that still tripped me out. It's, it's crazy. 
Oh, that's what I did want to say. Y'all was, was asking about mead. Mead is fermented honey. You so, know, like wine is fermented grapes. Mead is fermented honey. I I, I looked it. I looked it up, and I forgot to get back to it because of the breaks and the calls and whatever. And you are absolutely yeah. right. Made by fermenting honey mixed with water, and sometimes yeah. with added ingredients such as fruits, spices, grains, or hops. I have Whoa. never. I have never heard of it. Um. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure, I guess it's like a Swedish white, not Swedish, sweet type white wine or, 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 you know, whatever, a cocktail. I'm sure yeah. it's on a, on a hot day. I'm sure it's very refreshing. I work for, I work for a government agency and holiday parties, they used to make me, uh, it's pretty good. Uh, your phone's starting to break up there. You said you work for a government agency and what? Am I, am I back? Am I back? Yeah, back I think so. I think we have you. Oh. An agency, a government agency. And on uh, for a holiday party, they make me. Okay. All right. So that's, that's pretty good. I got but, you. Um, back, to, back to this. And, uh, honestly, this, and I was, what I really was calling about about the stadium. You know they're going to leave the stadium in Landover, right? Well, I don't know. If we, I don't know. If we, I don't know if we know that for sure. Other than they own the land, and that makes it the and most they, easy spot to build because they own the land. There's a relationship between Westmore and uh, Jason Wright there already. Is, there is, and Magic Johnson. Yep, and they <laughs> it just makes. If you look at the situation in DC. It's not the infrastructure in DC is not even good enough for DC right now. Mm-hmm. They're trying to. It's to a point right now, and the, the winners and the Capitals are looking like they may be leaving. I and, don't. Uh, yeah, I don't. I personally don't see that. And I appreciate the phone call. I'll let you run on that. Uh, good to hear from you. Um, I personally don't see them. I don't see the Capitals and Wizards leaving Washington DC now. Ten years from now, twelve years from now, are they going to want to be out of Capital One Arena? It, it, probably yes. Because there's only so many improvements and renovations you can do, you know, to keep up with the Joneses. And I'm not talking about the Jerry Joneses. I'm just talking about, you know, all of the brand spanking new buildings. And, oh, by the way, if they don't build a new football stadium on the RFK campus, I've long said what they should consider from a space, from a location, from a uh, still near the metro, uh, you need a lot less space, uh, you know, is – a new Capital One Arena or a new arena for the Capitals and the Wizards uh, and a hospitality entertainment village. That's what they should do. Uh, if 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 this doesn't work and if it doesn't work, uh, you know, with the commanders. Um, but I don't know if that's going to work out that way. I appreciate the phone call. We'll take a quick time out. We'll come back to you. I see Chris. I see Pete. Uh, I see you. We still got to get to Joe Theismann. Um, Sabah just kind of mentioned it. Uh, I think it's interesting. It's just to kind of steal a term from Ron. It's interesting. Not really important for me, but, I mean, it is important for a lot of people in this fan base. And Sabah kind of mentioned about getting your identity back. I mean, I'm, I, I, look, I use a fake name. I, I don't worry about identity. You know, I mean, I mean, as long as my paycheck clears, that's what I care about. 301-230-0980 on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app.
hear that at Camden News? It is amazing how with the music in the background, you're still off beat, off uh, tune. <laughs> well, I'm not a singer, man. You're man, a speaker. I'm barely a talk show host. Everybody hates me. Even Sean Kynard wouldn't come in and do radio with me. Tried. Our fearless leader's son. All right, let's go to uh, Chris in D.C. here before the top of the hour. What's up, Chris? How are you? Everybody hate Chris. That's a good show. Exactly. And not an old show. Exactly. And then but, everybody would hate both of us, right? Yes, man. Hey, I enjoy your show, man. I Thank know you. Why. Um, I appreciate you. Not even, hey, check this out. Not even being a fan of the local team, man. Uh, growing up, I was trying to uh, support our local team, but I could never do it. Um, but um. I'm gonna make it, a. It's okay. So it doesn't make it doesn't make you a bad person, by the way. If you like something that the rest of society doesn't really like, or the rest of your community or area, you know, it's okay to be different. You know, like everybody hey, thinks we gotta all be in a shoebox. No, that's not the case. Hey, look, uh, my favorite player growing up was Deion Sanders, and mm-hmm. I stuck with the Falcons. And Sabaz was talking about Taylor Heineke. Uh, he would never get on that field. He's going to hold the clipboard. And the only reason why he came to Atlanta is because he's from Georgia. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, familiar face. But uh, I got to disagree with a lot of you callers talking about Eric Bieniemy had nothing to lose. I believe the reason why he went to Washington because nobody won him. Because everybody believed in Kansas City that Andy Reid called majority of the plays. And uh, what's the quarterback coach? I uh, forget his name. Former head coach. Uh, uh, Matt Nagy, yeah. Mac Nagy did a lot of the offense, uh, and um, Irvin and me ran, uh, rubbed a lot of players wrong in Kansas City, so it, it was nowhere else for him to go. So they had a uh, parting ways with him. So I hate when people say he had nothing to lose because guess what? He's under a big microscope, so they got to see what he can do. Because if he don't do well, I don't think he's going to ever get a job. In, I mean, head coach job in the NFL. And Ron Rivera, what? This is 13th season coming, and he only had three winning mm-hmm. seasons. And he had that one lucky year in um, Carolina when he was coach of the year, 15-1, and one, with, uh, Cam Newton, MVP. Like, being a Falcons fan, like, Ron is a good guy. But it's okay. Like, the good guys don't need to be head man in charge all the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To me, I think if Jack Del Rio's with the head coach, I think this team will be in a better position. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just like Jack Del Rio's, like fiery guy, uh, Jacksonville, you know, I thought he did a good job there. But I, I really see this team this year really struggling. I, I don't think the offense is going to be that great. Defense, you got a lot of guys like Chase Young. I think he's going to have a breakout year because he's playing for a contract. And I think the defense is going to do well. But I don't, I don't see this team doing well because of what they needed to address in the offseason, and they really didn't. Because if you look around the league, offensive linemen got hurt a lot last year. And a lot of teams like Philadelphia had, like, they had an eight-man rotation where you can go to. On my Falcons team, we revamped our offensive line. We had an eight-man <laughs> offensive line rotation. Um uh, it's you gotta. They didn't even make adjustments. I mean, they didn't even uh, feel the needs they really needed 
and when you know your offensive line has been getting hurt at a high rapid pace for the last couple of years, why you didn't address that? So well, I, I really I, don't I, understand I do, where this team going. I do disagree with you to some degree. I mean, they did address the offensive line. They added two new starters and changed yeah, four positions and, on um, your tackle from and, and Andrew City, Wiley. Right? I mean, they're not well, look Wiley. nobody nobody should ever cons- you know confuse them with the Hall of Famers. But they did a, they did address an upgrade and then they moved Cosme to a more natural position, right tackle, and right guard, and then left guard yep. is still a little bit of a mess, but it, it's at least a better mess. So I disagree with the notion that they didn't improve at all. The question is, is how much? Now, they're not as good as your offensive line. We we know that. You, you, I mean, you, you guys can run. The question is, is can you find a way to keep Kyle Pitts and keep Drake, um, uh, what's his name, Drake London uh, on the football field all at the same time along with Bijan and have that electric offense when you don't have for sure a proven electric quarterback. That's going to be the interesting thing to watch about the Falcons. One last thing about this, but the Falcons, I'm excited about this year because we have a proven offensive coordinator and the way he called plays. So I'm excited about that. And uh, Desmond Ritter, to me, I think he's going to have uh, Zach Prescott rookie year. You know, when Zach Prescott, I see a lot of mirrors of Zach Prescott mm. before mm. Zach Prescott got that big head. Mm. But uh, I just think that uh, Washington, I mean, yes, they added pieces. They added, but they got rid of what? Chase Roulier, because I know he'd been injured a yeah, lot of yeah. years in that uh, money money thing here. Yep, yep. But I just feel that they should add more bodies. I, I look. You know, you're not. Bodies. You're not alone in that. You're not alone in that. And I, it's a good call. I appreciate it. Good luck to your Falcons. Uh, by the way, I love the Falcons because of uh, Kyle Smith. That's my guy. That's why I root for the Falcons. Sabah roots for the Falcons because of Taylor Heineke. I root for the Falcons because of Kyle Smith. Um, should we get one more in here or no? Go to the break. Okay. I'll tell you what, Pete, hang in there. I know you've been on hold for a while, but we will start the three o'clock hour with you right away. Uh, and then we will get to the Joe Theismann comments. Uh, plus, I heard something on Hard Knocks the other night that I've got to get to. I keep pushing it off, keep pushing it off. Uh, I've got to get I've got to get to it because it was interesting. It was interesting to me. All right. Uh, that's all coming up in the 3 o'clock hour, final hour power on this Labor Day weekend Friday. Good to have you with us right here on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app.